Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the 425 Show. I'm your host, Nicole Mangina with Windermere Real Estate. This is your spot for all things real estate and lifestyle related here on the east side. And usually the show, well, it's always focused around different businesses and people and events that make this a great place to live. We're doing it a little bit different today, though. We're doing a gratitude episode. Gratitude for all of the things that we have uh, learned and experienced here during coronavirus, because, you know, it's been a little bit different for everybody. So, but let's start with some real estate stuff, because there's all kinds of good real estate updates. We got lots of good stuff going on today. So let's see, and I'll have all of these charts on the website after the show. You can go to NicoleMangina.com forward slash podcast. Uh, so let's look. The numbers are in. So we look at the amount of homes that go under contract each week. Um, it's something that we track here at our company, and that is the best indicator of what's going on in the market. It's really Fascinating. I have to admit for myself, uh, you know, I kind of go back and forth on our numbers that important, you know, do you just need to feel the market and be out and be in the market for sure. But I think now more than ever to really have those numbers to support things because there's so many different um, sides to so many stories right now, having the numbers to support it one way or the other, super, super helpful. So let's look at the pendings. Um, last week, in 2020 versus the same time in 2019, they are up 136% from the amount of homes that sold in the same week the year before. Amazing. Uh, as real estate agents, we can certainly tell you the market's busy because we feel it. We're out there every day. Seeing things like, feels like things are selling in a hot minute, but to see those numbers, it's like, oh my goodness, now I know why we've been so busy. Uh, June, the numbers were up 6% versus the same time last year. So what that tells me is it's just continuing to escalate. You know, in a typical market, uh, things tend to calm down in the summer. People are on vacation, they're distracted. And June, July, and August, we tend to see a slowdown in the numbers. Not really in the market. Prices don't slow down, but we do see a slowdown in the number of sales. And we're not seeing that this year. Uh, I think because everything got pushed, you know, from some of those March, April timeframes into the summer, and then people just aren't traveling as much. So there you go. We are up 6%. One of the most fascinating things, and I talked about this a little bit on the show last week. So if you tuned in last week, I mentioned this a little bit, but I could not for the life of me find the actual chart that I had pulled it from. Well, this week I have the chart. So it'll be on the uh, website after the show, but it's all about prices going up, but it's also about interest rate. I've talked about that on the show before uh, in terms of affordability, but also, you know, as a buyer, when you're with your agent, you're all about the purchase price, which makes sense. I mean, you have to figure out what you're going to pay for the property, but really it is about the amount that you are going to pay on a monthly basis. And interest rates are down about five eighths of a percent of what they were last year. So if you bought a home in June of 2019, we're just using the average sales price for the east side, to June of 2019, you would have paid $950,000 for that house. At the prevailing interest rate, your mortgage payment, principal and interest does not include taxes, would have been $4,427 for the month. Fast forward to June of 2020, 
That same house would cost you $976,800. But because the interest rate is lower, your payment $4,203 for a savings of $224 a month. As, I don't know about you, but I find that fascinating. Um, I do think that's helping to fuel the market. I also think, you know, it is, granted, it's a little nuts out there for buyers. Things are moving fast. You do need to jump in, but hopefully that makes you feel a little bit more comfortable and confident with that, knowing that the um, interest rates are actually in your favor substantially. You might actually pay less on a monthly basis for the house you buy today than you would have last year, even though you're paying more money for it. So there you go. That is the real estate update. If you've got real estate on the brain, whether you are a seller or a buyer, I invite you to reach out. I am always happy to answer your questions. You can find me via email, Nicole at NicoleMangina.com. And again, we'll have these great charts on the website after the show so that you can go in and see them because I think it's good to see it as well as hear it. So, all right, let's talk about a little bit of gratitude. Oh my goodness. I don't know about you guys. Here we are. It's the middle of July. When all of this stuff started happening back in February, if somebody had said that we were going to be where we are right now, you know, that this was going to last this long and looks like it's not going away anytime soon with this whole coronavirus and shutdowns of various forms, I would have thought you were out of your mind. But it turns out you weren't because it's different. So I thought, you know, let's focus on some of the good things that have happened in the last couple of months, because now more than ever, I think it's good to focus on those. So I thought we'd do it David Letterman style. We'll do a top 10 and we'll count down from number 10. So number 10, thing to be, things to be grateful for during quarantine, quarantine projects. Uh, we've gotten so much stuff done at our house. Our garage is spotless. We've got a gym in our garage. We have, um, gone through the closet under the stairs, like really, how long do you have to be stuck at home to clean out the closet underneath the stairs? I'm thinking a while, because you gotta be pretty desperate for something to do. Um, so we, our deck chairs that have sat underneath, we had them underneath these cedar trees and so they've been dripping sap on them for years, pretty gross. Um, Gary, my husband says, I think I can bring these back to life. He did, he sanded them down, he stained them, they sit on our deck. That's where we sit in the evenings when we both get home from whatever we've got going on and we do our little, you know, chat, catch up in the evening, sitting in these great Adirondack chairs that he just um, refinished. So quarantine projects, there's been some good stuff that's come out of that, right? I know Benny gives it a thumbs up. Yeah, I, I built a fire pit this last couple yeah. of months. Yeah, so mine works right. out great too. Yeah, so good on that so one. It's good stuff. Mm -hmm. um, you know, some things are chores, but lots of things we've genuinely wanted to do. So that's number 10. Number nine, exploring your neighborhood. I have gone on more walks in the last couple months than ever before. Oh my goodness. I'm right there I'm with you. <laughs> right? Right there with you. My step count has increased dramatically. <laughs> I know. It's awesome. Yep. And and after a while, it made me realize like how much of a rut we are in. Cause, and we walk every day, yeah. we've got our dogs, but we get up, we get the dogs, we have our trail. That's what we do when we're done. Same route. Yeah. Yeah. We're like, what's on this street? Who knows? <laughs> we found this awesome park, the watershed park. It's that. like two blocks from our house. I've never been there. I've lived in my house for 15 years. <laughs> it's this epic little park. It's got this great little like BMX hill. The kids can ride their bikes in and stuff. It's awesome. <laughs> so exploring the neighborhood has been really, really fun. And yes, getting the step count in. 
um, trying to offset the quarantine carbs because that's been a factor as well. But you know, we're getting our steps in and it's just, it's been really neat as, especially where we're at in Kirkland, there's lots of different styles of houses and different ages and sizes. Cause a lot of it's in bill over the various years. It's not um, like out in Sammamish where they've got all, you know, kind of all the same neighborhood and it's all the same houses. So it's really been fun to see what different people have done with their houses. So that's number nine, exploring your neighborhood. Number eight, reading and learning which to me is a good thing to be grateful for. Um, I'm an avid reader. I love to read, um, listen to different podcasts and do things like that. And usually we're just so busy. Uh, we're busy and by the end of the day, my brain's a little bit fried. As much as I like reading um, fiction, I also really like reading nonfiction. Uh, one of the best books I've read during quarantine, Atomic Habits. Awesome, awesome book. Uh, if you have kids, well, I would say it's a great book for kids to read. I'll be honest, we recommended it to the boys. I don't think either one have cracked it open. Uh, but it's about a guy who um, was a baseball player in high school and suffered a really traumatic injury. He got hit with a baseball, lots of medical issues as a result of that. And so it's really about kind of how he brought himself, you know, back to not just functioning, but functioning at a high level. And it's about the power of habits, which... I think really has been an interesting thing in the last couple months because for a lot of us, especially when this first happened, kind of all our boundaries went out the window or our structure, not our boundaries, but our structure in terms of you do this at this time and that at that time. And it just kind of keeps you going. And now all of a sudden we had to create our own structure and things got a little wonky for a lot of us in uh, that, especially in that initial time frame when everything was closed down. So to revisit something like understanding the power of habits and the impact that little things can have, little actions, little decisions on a daily basis, I think it was great. Fantastic book. I highly recommend it. They've got it on Audible. It's a, not a super long book, so I totally recommend that. And then podcasts. I do love a good podcast. Also good to do while you're on a walk. Um, if you're out and about, uh, Yoga Girl is one of my favorite ones right now. She's great. She's actually got a longer version of her podcast that she does, but she does little five to seven minute daily kind of intention setting things that I think are great. So one of my goals every day is to start the day with something positive. So I can listen to that. I know I can do it while I'm getting ready in the morning and it just kind of puts me in the right mood for the day. Yesterday's was about setting your intention for the week and doing a little self-care. So there you go. I highly encourage you to check out the Yoga Girl podcast, if that's something you're up for. So that was number eight, reading and learning. Again, if you're just tuning into the show today, I'm Nicole Mangina, the host of the 425 show. We're doing an episode on gratitude, all of the things we're grateful for in the last couple months. So we're doing a countdown from 10 to nine. 10 was quarantine projects. Nine was exploring your neighborhood. Eight was reading and learning. Number seven is uh, compassion. Compassion for ourselves and compassion for others. There's a lot of feelings going on in the world right now about a lot of different topics. And um, I don't know about you, but for me, a lot of the time I am, I'm really kind of too busy to feel a lot of that stuff. You know, you're just kind of going from one thing to the next. We're getting the kids to their practices. I'm working with my clients, whether they're buying or selling a house, you know, 
my husband is busy with her his work. We're coming together whenever we can to kind of catch up and have our own relationship. But there's not a lot of time to really just take in what is going on around us. And so to really sit with that and have compassion for ourselves and acknowledge kind of the ups and downs. There's been a lot of ups and downs. There was some post, I should have looked it up before um, the radio show, but I'm just now thinking about it. It was like basically 2020, it's the roller coaster, right? It's the ups and downs and this, you're, all of a sudden you're upside down and you know then you're taking a hard turn and you're just, you're all over the place and you're not the driver of this whole thing. So to have compassion for ourselves, but also compassion for others. Um, we're realizing not everybody thinks the same way. I think we all knew that inherently, but it's certainly apparent right now. There are lots of different opinions out there in the world. And to have compassion for um, everybody and how we're dealing with this. It's funny. Uh, we have ventured out to restaurants a couple of times. And my husband and I were at a restaurant, not last weekend, but the weekend before. And it's one where they have a lot of wine on display. And we were sitting inside versus the outdoor seating. And the rule at the restaurant was if you were moving around, going to the restroom or walking to your table, you had to wear a mask. But then once you were at the table, you were fine. You didn't have to wear one. So there was this wall of wine and this older gentleman got up to look at the wall of wine without his mask. And exactly. So the um, server walks by and again, they're just who knows what they think about the mask rule, but this is the task they have been assigned, which is to make sure that everybody wears a mask in the restaurant because it's the law, right? So she very nicely asked the gentleman, you go, gosh, can I help you with something? No, I'm just looking at wine. Well, great, that's lovely, but we do request that you wear a mask. I she says, and I'll be happy to provide you one if, if that's what you need. Totally super sweet, super helpful. The guy says, no, I'm fine. And he stands there just long enough to like, make his point and then he goes and sits down and you can tell he's kind of you know flustered by this whole thing frazzled, and it, yeah a little frazzled yeah yeah but it, it it made me giggle in the sense that i'm realizing like everybody's inner two-year-old is about to come out and so like <laughs> we're all throwing yeah. our own little temper tantrums I don't wanna. <laughs> exactly <laughs> we try to keep them in private but yeah. every now and then it happens in public that mm -hmm. we're just mm -hmm. we need to stomp our feet yeah. and that was his moment and you know what god bless him <laughs> <laughs> At least he, it did it, he did it tastefully too he wasn't over the top he just kind of yeah you're right made his little point subtly exactly yeah. so um you know compassion that some of for some right. of us our inner two-year-old is going to come out when we least expect it <laughs> it might be your inner two-year-old so we'll have compassion for you if you have compassion for us <laughs> so that was number seven uh number six time with friends oh my goodness we we live pretty social lives. We're out and about a lot, but you're usually catching up at like a baseball game or a cocktail party or something, this, that, or the other. To just spend time with friends, we've been doing, um, thankfully, most for the most part, the weather's been nice, but a lot of like kind of outdoor around the fire pit. We have a fire pit as well. And we've used it more this year than we have the whole like three years that we've owned it because people can come over, we can, you know, space ourselves out. And to just enjoy each other for the sake of being together, right? We're not worried about, are we going to the right fanciest restaurant or did we order the right wine or well, now, now it can be delivered to you at your fire plate, at your fire pit. So it works out that way. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know, did you have to slave all day and like make this really elaborate yeah. dinner to have your friends over? Mm -hmm. 
we're just happy to sit at the fire pit and, you know, drink a glass of wine and just, but just to catch up. And it's been funny. I, I've noticed our conversations have gone a lot deeper because we don't have any sports to talk about professional or kids sports. Like there's just been some layers of things that have been removed that have allowed us to get to know our friends on a deeper level than we did before and enjoy just the simplicity of each other's company more than the event that sometimes we feel we need to create in order to have a reason to get together. So it's been really, I've enjoyed that immensely. And, um, you know, going for bike rides, walks, you know, with different friends, all of that kind of stuff. It's just, it's been cool. It feels like there's, it, things are just a little bit simpler right now. And I'm enjoying that a lot, um, which actually leads into, so that was number six. Number five is um, the kids feel like they're finally having a summer, like, like the kind of summer that I had when I grew up, you know, so much of summer has become a, an Uber scheduled thing for the kids of, you know, whether it's a camp or tutoring or they feel like you have to fill their time. And so they're always super structured and or everybody's traveling. So it's hard to get together. I mean, I remember when we had our kids, I'm like, don't you just go out in the cul-de-sac and wait till some other kids show up and like do stuff? <laughs> no, you don't do that anymore. We have to plan all these things for the kids. Well, now we can't plan anything, right? The camps aren't there. And for us, our kids are kind of too old for camps, but also everybody that's usually scattered for the summer and on their trips doing all their different, they're all here. And it's great. It's been a summer of pickup basketball games and times down at the lake, jumping off the dock for the boys with all of their buddies. And they're so happy and it's so fun to see them have that interaction. I, you know, it's, I think summer for the kids, a lot of time can be a little bit lonely because everybody's just off doing their thing. And so for them to be able to just be kids, like, it's just fun for everybody to get together at the dock and jump in the water and go get something at the, you know, especially our oldest, cause all of his buddies can drive now. So it's just the fact that they could like go to mod pizza on their own and their parents didn't have to take them. Like that's the big win this summer. <laughs> But they're totally relishing that. Um, so the, yeah, time with friends, the kids having, to me, it feels like a more traditional summer. I don't know. It's just different. And, you know, I'm sure we'll all, I know we'll all get back to traveling and doing all of those things. And there's nothing wrong with any of that. I love to travel. I will say that on a daily basis, I look up hotels in all different parts of the world, sometimes to see if they're open and see if we could go there. And sometimes just to look at their pictures and dream about <laughs> someday. <laughs> staying at really fancy hotels. But in the meantime, realizing there's a lot of great things in our backyard, which leads to number four, which is the local beauty of things. Uh, I had a moment yesterday as I was scrolling Instagram, following a hotel chain that I absolutely love. Um, and they posted a picture in the Western Alps in Europe of this beautiful little chateau hotel and hiking. And the, the picture they posted was this mountain lake that was absolutely stunning. And you know what it made me realize though? We have those in our backyard in the Cascades and over at the Olympics, like it's all right here. And yes, there might be something more exotic and, and I'm still gonna go to the one in the Alps, by the way, I'm not saying I'm just, that's off the list, but 
I think we get caught up in feeling like so many things, again, have to be this big grand gesture. It certainly makes you look cooler for the two seconds that somebody looks at your Instagram picture to be able to say that you're in Europe somewhere, um, maybe versus the Cascades. But the reality is, is we are lucky enough. Um, I've always felt that about the Northwest. We are lucky enough to have that in our backyard. Yeah, everything's um, all within like 10, 15, 30 minute drive, which is really convenient. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't even have to be like this big, you know, no. backpacking adventure. Yeah, we have our own Northwest Alps. Thank you very much. You do. They're called the Cascades. It's the yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. What is that? Boehm's chocolates or something? Bohm's? I don't know. Yeah, Bohm's. Yeah, Bohm's chocolates. Mm-hmm. Right there off of uh, Front Street. Or no, yeah, Front Street and uh, Gilman. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So, uh, yeah, so I just, it was a beautiful moment for me of just really appreciating where we live and how fortunate we are always, but especially now when travel is tricky. And even, quite honestly, if you wanted to go somewhere right now, a lot of things are booked. Um, there's so many people and, you know, the VRBOs and all of that kind of stuff, but to realize there are beautiful things that you could do right here, right now in your backyard that are every bit as fabulous and amazing and beautiful as any super fancy international trip might be. So there you go. All right. Number three or number three family dinner kind of goes into, um, the family stuff that I talked about earlier. It was probably we had started having family dinner in March. That was probably the first time we'd had family dinner in like six months, just because we're busy. The kids are doing their sports. They always schedule them at dinner time, um, and we're just doing divide and conquer. And with the timing of everything, um, you know, we're usually just like, I'm, I can make a quesadilla. Like, there's nobody's business. Let me tell you, because it's quick and easy, and they can eat it in the car <laughs> on the way to practice. <laughs> so to branch out beyond quesadillas was kind of fun. I did enjoy that. And for us just to be able to have that family time to connect at the end of the day and maybe follow it up a little Uno tournament. You were to, you were uh, able to provide sides with the quesadilla, right? I this time. was. Because everyone's sitting down and they don't have to like, you know, exactly. sit there. I put it, I know, till I put it on like the fancy plate. Yeah. I broke out our wedding china. Oh boy. <laughs> That's awesome. I know. And then we had some Uno tournaments. We found out our kids are pretty good trash talkers. Ah, it was awesome. It's a sports thing. Exactly. So family dinner. Uh, Number two on the creativity list uh, um, are the gratitude list, small business creativity. Oh my goodness. I keep looking over to the side because I have written down notes. So I remember what I'm talking about. (laughs) Uh, But small business creativity, it's been rough for small businesses these last couple months. You guys, my heart goes out to you in so many ways. Never has our dollars been more important and more impactful than they are now in terms of how we choose to spend them. But to see how some of these businesses have chosen to step up and the creativity with some of these restaurants and they, you know, they have their menus, but they have these family dinners that you can buy, you know, where it's just one big meal. I think it's more cost effective for them, but you still get to have something really cool and fun. Curbside delivery or curbside pickup, delivery, just the way that different businesses have found that they've been able to maintain their relationships with their clients and therefore their business. It's been, I've really enjoyed watching it. Um, I think it's been super fun to see the different ways that people have managed to connect and keep that stuff going. Yeah, in the beginning it was challenging for some businesses, but now they're officially starting to come through after phase two and and moving moving forward, so yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. And you know what? I think it's still hard for them. Like I said, it's, it's this is not easy oh, sure. by any stretch. Yeah. So your dollars do matter now mm-hmm. more than ever. Anytime you can be thoughtful. But even like I needed pet food yesterday and I shop at the local one in Kirkland owned by a local business person because um, I want to do that versus going to like a big box store. And he was had a I'll be back in five minutes thing. And when he got back, he said, oh, sorry. He was super apologetic. He had to deliver, but he was delivering um, pet food to one of his customers who yeah. couldn't make it. I'm like, oh my goodness, I'll wait for that all day long, sure. right? Mm-hmm. If you're willing to do that and go the extra mile and serve your clients that way, I will support that. One more animal has been saved because of that delivery. That's there you go. go. How can you? So small business creativity, and then number one on the gratitude drum roll. Um, the importance of voting. Mm. I think that's a good thing to realize. I because there's a lot of people that don't vote, right? Um, and I think it's been easier in the past to maybe sweep some things under the rug and figure, you know what, it's just, it's going to be okay. Like I'm going to let other people vote and I'm just going to move forward and assume it's going to be okay. Um, Your vote matters. It matters a lot. And this is the time to really be paying attention to what's going on. Um, And, you know, we'll just let everybody, your opinion is your opinion. My opinion is my opinion. But I'm saying whatever your opinion is, now is the time. Yeah, your voice matters for sure. Yeah, it does. Do not assume that it's, you know, other people are going to take care of it and you're just going to roll with whatever happens. Um, Because there's some some stuff going on that I think it's important. So I'm grateful for that reminder. Uh, So there you go. That is our top 10 list of things to be grateful for during quarantine. I hope you have your own list or maybe this inspires you to take a moment out of your day and think about something that you have appreciated in this last couple months that maybe maybe weren't as aware weren't as aware of as you were before. So, there you go. Thanks for joining us everybody this week. We will see you next Tuesday. Take care.